Hi everyone, welcome to Amber and Behavior. I'm your host, Christabel. Um, it's been a couple weeks since I recorded an episode. Life has been interesting. <laughs> um, I'm settling in. I'm finally settling into my studio in Venice. I moved um, to back to LA for work. And I decided to stay on the west side this time around. So I am super close to the beach and that makes me very, very, very happy. Um, so today's episode, I really don't have a subject matter that I want to talk about. But I talked about on my Instagram yesterday, I was just like, I had come home from work. I was tired I was exhausted um, and I've been a nurse for eight years and I've worked the same hours, the same 12 hour shifts the whole time. But over the last month, I've just been exhausted. And so I know it's not just work. It's not just because I'm working long hours or anything like that. It's the state of affairs in America. First, we had COVID um, that devastated black and brown communities, especially in the East Coast. Uh, The stories that I heard from my friends who are nurses were just heartbreaking. And many of them are dealing with the PTSD from what they witnessed. And, you know, our government handled it (laughs) poorly, to say the least. They did not handle it. And we all know it's largely because of the demographic of people who were impacted. Um, So we had COVID. Uh, I had to work long hours. I mean, I had to work five shifts a week instead of my usual three for a, a month Um, so that was tiring for sure. But then COVID began to kind of ease off a little bit and you just have black people being killed on the streets every single week. We're having modern day lynchings. We're having black trans women being murdered. Um, We're having black people murdered in their homes. So like it used to be, okay, so when when a cop pulls you over and you're black, you don't always know how it's going to go, right? But that's if they pull you over. But it's beyond that. Uh, Brianna Taylor was murdered in her in her bedroom, and st- still they they still haven't arrested her killers. And anyways, it's just a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, and it's taken a toll. Um, it's a little bit of history. Like I grew up Jehovah's Witness. I've talked about that, and I remained a Jehovah's Witness for a really long time. And one of the biggest tenets of Jehovah's Witnesses is that they're apolitical. 
they stay neutral in the affairs of the world because they believe that only God's kingdom can eliminate mankind's problems. So their foremost mission is to preach to others about God's kingdom. So that's where they focus all their efforts. That's what they focus all their efforts on. Um, So what that meant, I voted for the first time. Well, I couldn't vote because I wasn't an American. But even if I could vote, I wouldn't have voted because, as I said, I, you know, apolitical, i.e. Jehovah's Witnesses don't vote. But I became American 2018 and I voted, um, I voted last year, like in Indiana and again this year. And, um... So this is the first time in my adult life that I'm actively involved in political anything, just political anything. Um, And (laughs) living as a black woman in America is hard, is hard enough. Um, But looking at the political system where at least for me, I oftentimes feel helpless. And I think that's what um, happens with Jehovah's Witnesses, where they're like, well, we can't change everything. If we're fighting one battle, like sh- we have to fight all the battles and we can't change the fact that people are going to get killed. Children are going to be hungry. Um, there are going to be wars. We can't change that, so we're just going to outsource it to God. Um, so I think I'll, I have some remnants of that where I can feel very helpless, where I'm questioning the point of it all. Not the point of activism per se, but like life. Why is life designed this way? So I still am navigating those existential questions. Why, why slavery? Why hunger? Why, are, why do black people in America have to fight this hard to just live, to be considered human beings worthy of um living <laughs> why is it okay why like i just so a lot of it is existential questions and i can't remain there too long because when i remain there too long i become i begin to feel powerless so i think about it i wonder about it and i let it go and focus on the work at hand. I'm not an activist um, in the sense of I don't organize marches and I'm not an anti-racist educator. All I am is a black woman who lives in a country where, um, where I am undervalued, underappreciated, often 
um, penalized for being black. So to me, my activism is in the form of self-care, speaking up for fellow black people, uh, doing my best every single day to make sure that I am being, I am living my fullest life possible because left to the powers that be left to um, a country that is so intent on diminishing um, black joy, I will be just miserable. So I take back my power in that way. And I just try to cultivate joy in my life, in, my, in the life of fellow black people I know. Um, and I do that very, very um, intentionally. Um, but in the last two weeks, I've just found myself just completely drained, drained, <laughs> it's, it's such a, and I think, you know, I was, I was trying to figure out why, I mean, apart from the obvious that I've already mentioned, but I think also it's this new wave of activism that is on social media where white people, other people of color seem to be having seem to be having an awakening. It's great, I guess. Like, it's great that people are finally listening to Black people. And I absolutely hate that it takes this much of Black pain for people to finally realize that we live in a country that does not value black lives. So I think I have a lot of like, um, I don't know, I don't even know the word for it, but I, I, I feel that, that, I feel that weight on my back. It like when I'm just pondering, how could you not have known? How could you not have known how bad things were? How could you have just why are you having this sudden awakening? There's no way you did not know. Like, there's just no way. Black people have been saying this, have never stopped saying this, that slavery never ended, that the prison industrial complex is modern day slavery. I read an article that said that there are more black men in prison, or maybe I, 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 watched an interview that there are more black men and women in prison today than were enslaved. And I was just, I'm just like, fuck, like this shit has never went anywhere. Black people were brought from sub-Saharan Africa and enslaved. And then over the generations, over the centuries proceeded to be uh, marginalized, redlined, <laughs> segregated. Like 
It never went away. So where have you all been? I've only been in the U.S. for 14 years. And this, it, it's not just because I'm black that I'm cognizant of the state of black people in America. It is so obvious. It is so obvious. So you cannot tell me that you grew up in this country, went to school with black people, and you never realized how things were for black people. You cannot tell me that. What I think is more likely is that you saw it, but disrupting the system would have taken away some of the benefits that you enjoyed from being white in America. You didn't want to ruffle feathers. You wanted that promotion. So to get that promotion, you're not going to speak up for your black coworker who is telling you, let's say you don't even realize it, who is telling you that they're being marginalized because they're black. You look around the boardroom and you only see white people and you don't say to yourself, what the heck? Like, why are there only white people in this room? You see, that's what happens with white feminism. I bet if you looked at that room and you saw only white men, you'll be more apt to say, why are there no women in this boardroom? But you don't think for a moment that black people ought to be in that boardroom, that they're smart, that we are smart, intelligent, creative, innovative, expansive, just just fucking brilliant people. When you go to clubs and you're dancing to the latest R&B hip hop hits, who is making that music? And you know, this I have a little segue for people who don't who say they don't see color. Like, how the fuck don't you see color? We're all the same. No, we ain't all the same. Are you kidding me? Have you seen black people? Like, we're not better, but we're not the same. Have you seen our our swag? Have you seen our rhythm? Have you seen our musicality? Have you seen our sportsmanship? Have you seen our, (laughs) have you seen black people? So when you tell me you don't see color, I call bullshit. There is no way you don't see color because it is so obvious that black is, that we, there's a culture and it's a distinct culture and we are who we are, which is different from white America. So when you say you don't see color, you're lying. You're point blank period lying. And also on that sub, on, on that subject still, when you say you don't see color, it keeps you like, it keeps you complicit because to see color is to see how your your classmate who may have been smarter than you did not get the scholarship because they're black. Your coworker who may be hard more hardworking than you did not get that promotion because they're black. 
So like my thing is like I know bomb white people. This is not about that. But to me, and the reason why these are bomb white people is because they are actively, by, by the way they live, they are actively working to dismantle systems of oppression. They didn't just live their lives complicit. It's, it's, it, and it didn't start last week or two weeks ago. They didn't start last week or two weeks ago. Their whole lives have been dedicated to dismantling these systems. There are so many books and documentaries and accounts and real life experiences that they have taken note of and then been motivated to work to level the playing field. So yeah, like I am just, so I, a lot of that is just weighing on my mind if I take the time to think about it and dissect it and figure out why I'm feeling so exhausted. It's not just the traumatization and re-traumatization of seeing black people killed every day on the streets. It's people who I have known for a long time, um, Suddenly saying, oh, yeah, racism exists. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah, a police officer put his knee on a black man's neck for eight minutes while being filmed. To his death. That is what it took for them to say, Oh, yeah, racism exists. So honestly, I'm feeling some kind of way. And if this little, um, (laughs) if this podcast makes you feel guilty to stop the work, it was always a non-starter then. Like, I don't care. Feel guilty, be upset, whatever, shed some tears. I really just don't fucking care, man. I love people and I just wish you loved me back. Like love as a verb. You loved me back. And to love me back is to take action on my behalf, is to dismantle the system that is seeking to put me down every day, right? Not just on Instagram, not just reposting shit. Actually, every day at work, open your eyes, read books, watch documentaries, I am not going to tell you the list. Google is your friend, now and always. So, so there's a lot of that going on. Um, <laughs> there's also a lot of like pride in the millennials and Gen Z people, folks out here like ready to burn this whole thing down. I feel so proud. I, I feel so proud of um, to see so many young people who are like, nah, nah, son. <laughs> nope. 
not on our watch, you know? So that's really like inspiring to see. And it gives me hope um, for the future. It gives me just, yeah. And hope is a powerful, a powerful tool. <sighs> um, so I'm trying really hard to lean into my self-care practices with the aim of cultivating joy uh, because, you know, in addition to dealing with, with being black, I have to deal with other stuff like you do, like relationship stuff and navigating that and inner child trauma and ego and <laughs> like that's still going on, you know, that never stopped. Um, so, yeah. I'm dealing with that. I'm 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 trying really hard to bring back the practices that I know that are instrumental in me maintaining my joy. Meditation, journaling, um therapy, that's that's always ongoing. Actually, when I moved to since moving to LA, I I'm I've not had therapy the last 2 weeks. So that's that hasn't that hasn't helped, you know, but I need to find a new grocery store because fuck Whole Foods and fuck Amazon. I need to um, cultivate joy in all I do and in how I move through life. And, you know, can I say something? Just because I'm not seeing it in real life, I'm not seeing these white people who are supposedly awakening to what's going on. I'm not seeing them in real life. I'm seeing them on social media mostly. So um, my little advice to you is feel guilty, feel mad, feel sad, post a few things, you know, go to a couple protests, but also in your real life, or and also in your real life, actively support black people. See them for who see us for who we are. Okay? Like see and I don't mean coming over to me and saying, hey sis, are you okay? No. Like we know when we see it. And I'm just letting you know that I don't see it yet in real life. Apart from those who have always been doing it. So yeah. Find ways that you can be a co-conspirator because I really don't like the word ally. Uh, be a co-conspirator with black people in dismantling the system. Because as far as I'm concerned, we just need to burn the whole thing down and start all over again. America needs an awakening, a re. Recon like just I don't how do you say that reconciliation with their past reparations needs to be talked about um, a lot needs to happen and if we all do it together if we all see that liberation for one is liberation for all we can move mountains um, and that's really all I want for us, for humanity, for black people. And black people 
I know this podcast really wasn't for you. Like I wasn't talking to you. So I'll just end by saying, find ways to cultivate joy every day. Don't get burnt out. We've been living this. Don't let the recent wave of whatever, you know, burn you out. Just go on living your life as usual. That's your role. Live your life. Um, yeah, maybe next week I'll have another. I'll have something else to talk about. But that's it for today. And um, catch you on the flip side. <laughs>